Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? You know, Duke, I'm doing okay. Why you do, why just okay? What's up? Man, I'm just uh I'm I'm really disappointed on how my Seahawks handled the entire Earl Thomas situation. Oh, we're starting um, we're starting off the bat quick, huh? Yeah, no, I'm just yeah, it ruined my mood. I've been well, I've been hold, ready to talk about this for a minute. Now. Okay, real quick. Yep. Before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. All right, Tyler, what's what's up about Earl Thomas? I'm pissed, man. I think uh, I think our, our team's been split down the middle. Um, Earl Thomas is kind of just like the last piece of it all to just finally – you know, it's just a different team now. Uh, you can finally put the LOB to rest. Yeah. I, I mean, it was basically all ready to rest, but now it really is. And, I, you know, I'm just completely on Earl Thomas' side. I, I, just I think, am too. I think the Seattle Seahawks completely fucked this up. Um, it's, it's a situational thing, like, uh, where, where every athlete's not the same, all right? You know, like, not just because I feel this way about Earl Thomas doesn't mean I feel this way about every single holdout, you know, so no. some players, I think every holdout's different. A, yeah. Every holdout's different. Exactly. And I just think this one, they really, they really screwed the pooch. I think we should, um, I think we should have paid him. Um, I think the people that are like just disowning Earl Thomas, uh, I think they're shallow fans. I saw a Jersey. I, they, I saw a Jersey burning. Video. I know that's just completely ridiculous. Um, loyalty, loyalty is a two way street and it's, it's not in the NFL. It's a one way street. Uh, players have to be loyal to franchises. Franchises have to not. They they have no. I think that's how all sports fans look at uh look at uh their favorite athletes and everything like but, that. But I mean, I think the NFL is the worst though. Um, I think yeah. I think NFL is by far the worst. Um, just because they, these guys have the smallest window to make their money. Um, it's a very very short playing career. Uh, the physicality of the game, all this. I I think they should be compensated. And and I got some numbers to throw out here. Um, they throw kinda, them at me. Throw them at me. Let's yeah, hear and, them. and it's just like, and I, along, you know, before I get into that, along with the loyalty thing, is like commitment. You know, people want to say, uh, you know, it, it, he signed a contract. He's got to live out his commitment. Well, that doesn't. That's another one way street where the so the player has to live out the uh, contract, but um, ownership does not. They can they can trade. They can buy out. They can yeah. cut. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, and and it and it just it's. It just bothers me. It's a shady um, business. I, 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 so I got, I got some, I got some numbers to throw out here. Um, this is why I think this specific situation we should have paid him or we should have traded him. I think we we needed to respect what Earl's done for a franchise. I know that um, people want to say, well, you're be that's a bad business decision if you're you know paying someone based on on the past. But I think we have to compensate players for the value that they brought to our franchise. I yeah. mean, the Seahawks are a better franchise for of having Earl Thomas. Um, and I don't think that, like, he's not at that point in the career. I don't think it's like Richard Sherman. I think Richard Sherman, we got rid of him at the right time. Yeah. Uh, he's coming off an Achilles injury. His age at his position and his play style 
Um, I just I don't think he deserved it as much as Earl Thomas did, even though they both brought us Super Bowl rings. Yep. Um, Earl Thomas, I think, has um, years left in the tank. He's an all-pro caliber player. Again, brought us a Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to throw out three names for you. Uh, Troy Palomalu, 33 years old when he walked away. Uh, won his team a Super Bowl. Uh, Earl's 29. So it's just like... Yeah, he's not even 30 yet. So Troy Palomalu, 33, retired. Ed Reed, 35, retired. Brian Dawkins, 38, retired. John Lynch, 36, retired. All, um, John Lynch, uh, Troy Palomalu, Ed Reed all brought their team Super Bowl rings, which Earl Thomas did. Uh, Brian Dawkins didn't even bring the team a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Okay? And we're talking about... This this is the conversation that Earl's in. These are the safeties sure. that he should be, be compared to. And it's just like all these guys played 33, 35, 36, 38, and he's 29 years old, and we're capping him off like he's done. Yeah. Okay, so even if you do pay the man four-year contract, I think we get the money out of that. Um, and I think worst-case scenario is, people, you know, we get one or two good years, and we have an old man that's, like, being paid too much. I still feel like there's value there. We still sell his merchandise. He's a veteran leader on the team. He may he and he could possibly be a productive player all the way up yeah. to, to 33. Um, but it it's just it's it's mainly a money thing that bothers me. Yeah. Um, the NFL is a money machine. You know, it's what a I mean? billion it's dollar like industry. People want to say eight point point five. He's worth more than that. Like, are you going to work uh, for twenty dollars when you're worth fifty dollars? No, you're not. Um, he has no power other than to sit out and play. Um, these NFL teams, like an NFL franchise, just sold last year for two point three billion dollars. Yeah, um, that's how much that's, that franchise. That's big worked. money, and that's the Carolina Panthers. That's the suck, second youngest football team in the NFL, a middling franchise. Yes, they've had good teams. They've they've made. Yeah, Super what Bowl would runs, a team? What would a but, team like the New England Patriots go for? And then it, and then it's just like the, the money the, these owners are making off these players is just not right. If I, I I think the NFL players every single time a CBA comes up, they should strike. Yeah, Every they're going time. to. It, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it in Forbes, the top 10 most valuable franchises in the world are NFL teams. The top out of the top 50 most valuable franchises in the world, 29 of them are NFL teams. This is the most More val- than half. This is this is the most valuable sport in the world um and it's just it's it's just retarded. He he was worth the money um and we fucked up and, and I'm yeah, done. I mean, I'm always I'm always on the side of the player when it comes to holdouts and trying to get as much money as. And they it's like there's can. too much shit. I could I could, I could go on forever, but <laughs> it's just like yeah, I'm just super frustrated. The Seahawks they completely blow it, and now he has to literally pay the price. Um, yeah, he broke his leg, and it's just like, dude, pay pay him. I mean, free safety, pay that position is super important. Um, this is the whole reason the, he wanted the, to get paid was to avoid this situation. The formula for winning in the NFL is getting overproduction out of an underpaid quarterback. Yep, pay other positions and surround these quarterbacks with, and we we did the opposite. It, it turned into a Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson versus. You know Sherman Lynch, Earl Thomas, and and unfortunately Pete and Russ won out. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's crazy the the Seahawks kind of really started that whole like over deliver on a underpaid quarterback type of type of mold for, for a team. And now they're going away from it completely. This is the best safety in the NFL. And he's making 4.8% of the team salary cap, <laughs> less than 5% of our salary cap goes to the best safety in football. Uh, it's just, it makes me sick. Yeah. But all right, now that you got that off your chest. Yeah, man, I'm pissed, dude. I just, <laughs> I feel so bad for him. And I, and you know, it's rivalry week, so I rock my Seahawks stuff, but yeah. I didn't rock anything that had to do with these current Seahawks because I'm just so pissed off the franchise. <laughs> I would have totally given them the finger, too. Um, oh, yeah, that was a that was a whole whole ordeal. 
good good for him i mean like he was emotional in the heat of the game and he just lost millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah i mean this is a career altering injury and these dumb fucks on facebook want to be like he's this bad person this dude no you you're gonna you're worth your value plain and simple ownership has no response like they, they for sure it's just like all right cool if you if you don't want to have loyalty if you don't want to have commitment it, you know uh then you're a badass and you won all right seahawks you win earl thomas lose you guys were stone cold business guys. Yeah, the big bad wolf. Wins. Yeah, yeah, good job. You win. Fuck, cool, sweet. <laughs> like I'm, I'm super pumped. Good job. You know, like I, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Like we. Have oh, I know. Safety. You're red best, in the face right now. We had the best safety in football. I fucking blew it. There goes your entire season. I had so much. I, I could still talk to people about the Seahawks because we had the best safety in football and we had arguably the best middle linebacker in football. Not anymore. And it's just not anymore. All right. Well, we got a quick episode for you guys today. Tyler, uh, he's going to reveal his latest NFL power rankings coming up in a little bit, presented by the Cut Barbershop. Then we'll go through and make our picks of the week. Uh, as we always do, we're going to close the show with a quick little two-minute drill. Uh, but first, to start out real quick, how was your week in fantasy this week, Tyler? 2-0. and oh, Bounce back week for me. Nice. Hey, yeah. I went 2-1 yeah. and one this week. First place in our league, so watch out. Well, you're in a tie with three other people. Don't get too cocky I got, now. All right. Well, I got the mo- I, I've scored the most points out of those three people. Never mind. Never you mind. are sitting atop alone by I got, yourself. I got it. I got it. Well, I beat the brakes off of Casey this week. Um, some of my top performers uh, in my three leagues, uh, Melvin Gordon and Golden Tate in the TSK Show League, did very well for me. Uh, in my other league, I had Alvin Kamara and Robert Woods put up big numbers. And then in my last league, I had Brandon Cooks and Patrick Mahomes put up some decent numbers. James White's been a stud for me all year. And he was Cup, on my bench. James White and Cooper Cup were big time. Dro- Fucked that one dropping up. Dropping 30 points each, but um, stupid-ass Russell Wilson What's your... has just been pissing me off. He, he hasn't played well. And fancy Gronk hasn't played well, but luckily I'm still winning. What's your records in your leagues? Um, I, in my two money leagues, I'm three and one and one and three. I got my first win in my other league. Hey, so Mazel that, tov. And that was after I made that big blockbuster trade. So I felt, I felt good about it. Yeah. So that, that trade ended yep. up working out for you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, I am, and the other person, I'm an even 500 at two and two in all three of my leagues. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I'm 500. So, cause I'm three and one and one and three. So I guess yeah. I'm doing okay, but <laughs> it's, it's bye weeks now. So this is when I think I should start winning more games. Yeah. First, first week of bye weeks, 2-0. A lot more strategy comes into it now that there's bye weeks coming into play. There we go. All right. Let's, let's do this. Move along. We're moving along quick. We got a, We got a men's league game to get yeah, to. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to start out the, uh, the NFL power, power rankings brought to you by the cut barbershop. Uh, I'm going to open up at number 10. Uh, this is a new team that, um, they've, I'm not a big fan of them. I underestimated at the beginning of the year. Uh, they made the playoffs last year, um, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, uh, no, first week they're in the top well. ten. They're three and one. Um, but what? Why they deserve this spot so much? Oh wait, even what was your record last week for picks of the week? Since we're since oh, we changed uh, yeah, the yeah, format. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's all good. Um, last week I went ten and five in my picks, um, getting me over the hump of five hundred. Yep. Um, now I look to really try to lock in here yeah i i went 10 and 5 as well and i'm also over the hump of 500 it's a quarter into the season now it's a little more predictable it's a little little bit better that way but uh yeah the titans um they deserve this um i think almost more than any team in the top 10 purely because they have the three most impressive wins to me yeah um they're three and one and their three wins comes against uh the jaguars uh the philadelphia eagles who are both top 10 teams for me and then the houston texans who i uh, before the season started, as a, had as a top ten team, yeah. they've been extremely disappointing. But I still think that's a quality win. Um, 
And so those are th those are just three quality wins. They're first in their division, um, three and one after uh, you know a quarter of the season. And next week they're playing Buffalo, so you know uh, that's a win. They're going up to Buffalo, which is it makes it a little bit tougher, but it's not cold weather yet. So I got yeah. I got the Titans going up to Buffalo and getting the win. Yeah, I have the, I have the Titans beating the Buffaloes as uh, the Buffaloes, uh, the Bills as well. Um, but yeah, I mean they have those three impressive wins that you, that you talked about. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I absolutely did not pick them to win in all three of those games. No, I didn't either. Uh, but, I mean, Philadelphia, obviously, they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. The Jaguars, they were in the AFC Championship game. Yep. And and what I really like is uh, I love their coach. I love Mike Vrabel. <laughs> I love him. He's he's so awesome. He, he's uh, I love guys that, you know, I saw him. I watched him play in, in New England. I saw him coach on hard knocks, and I loved his intensity. Um, and I think that's – you know, that 9-6 win against Jacksonville, that's what Mike Vrabel's fucking talking about. Yeah, that's about. you, know what you I mean? like that's, grind that, that one out. That's what he's looking for. That's what for he sure. wanted. I mean, if he could have dreamt it, that's how it would have gone. Yeah, and I mean, what I think is most impressive about these Titans is they've sustained this early success all with Mariota being banged up. Yeah, yeah, the the quarterback play hasn't been a huge factor in their wins. I think they're just a grinder team. Um, you know, Derrick Henry's a grinder. Deion Lewis is 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 a a, a big man in a small package. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That defense is is all full of grinders. Um Yeah, and then not uh, to steal the Corey not to steal grind the the term grinder from uh, John Gruden. <laughs> well, he he needs to figure out a lot more than just first win. He said his first win in 100 years. <laughs> it feels like 100 yeah. years. Anyway, all right, who you got at number yeah, nine? So, so number nine, this team, um, another another surprise team for me. There's there's teams that I thought would be in this position, um, but here they are is the Chicago Bears coming at number nine. They were number nine last week, so um, a win against Tampa Bay kept them at the same position. They're first in the NFC North, which is, you know, very – It's a very competitive division. Very, very competitive division. Um, I like the wins they got. You know, they shut they shut down Fitzmagic for the year. Yeah. I mean, shut he, him, shut him he's down. He's not for the, the starter year. anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they lost. You know, Fitzmagic's done now. Um, they beat the Seahawks. You know, and, uh, that was a huge Monday night game, um, and they beat the Cardinals, who they should. Unfortunately, they're coming up. Uh, their one loss was to the one-legged Aaron Rodgers, too. So and that was a miracle. They're very close to a four-and-zero football team. Surprisingly, um, uh, the only the only issue is that they got a bye week this week, so. Um, I think most likely they're going to end up being bumped out. It's tough. It's but, tough to stay in the top ten but, uh, after you know, a bye week. A lot of these teams that I pick to win lose, then they could they could be in there again. For sure. And I mean, listen, the instant impact Khalil Mack has had has been absolutely unreal. Yeah, he's a stud. He's um, he's showing everybody, he's showing the world. And I mean, they're they're pushing him hardcore on TV. Oh I mean, yeah, every second you hear about Khalil Mack, but. He's that guy. He's the J.J. Watt right now. He's he, he's Aaron Donald last year. He's you know that's he's it's, the guy. It's very funny you bring up those two names, J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald, because uh, a buddy of mine, Nick Smith, uh, before the season started and during Aaron Donald's holdout, uh, we we got into a little bit of a disagreement on Twitter about who the best defensive player in the league was. Yeah, I said Aaron Donald. He said J.J. Watt, and he tweeted me yesterday. Well, looks like we're both wrong. Khalil Mack's the best defensive player in the yeah, league. Yeah, I don't think you guys are necessarily wrong. Um, I think there's, you know, a handful of guys that can be in that conversation. For sure. Um, but yeah, the the guys that make the guys that do the damage on the line of scrimmage, like the guys that we just named, that's yeah. um you can just see that with your eyes a little more rather than, because sure. it's just like coverage guys, they stay away from. So right, because you, you they follow they, so they like, follow the ball. So it's you like don't. if you're a really good corner, you're not hearing their name. 
because you don't see the the action that they do unless the ball gets thrown their way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then tackling is not very um, spectacular, uh, which is like what a lot of, you know, middle linebacker free run, running yep. middle linebackers do. Like those rovers. Bob, like a Keekly or Bobby Wagner and those guys don't get put in the conversation because it's just not very sexy. It's glamour. Yeah, 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 it's not glamorous. Yeah, yeah. So the, those guys at the line of scrimmage, man, they're, they're just exciting to watch. Um, but moving on up, uh, number eight, this team's been up and down all season. I can't figure out where they're going to land, but it's Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the Eagles. They came off the loss to my number 10 team, Titans. Uh, yeah. Carson Wentz's first game back. That's why they're at number eight still and ahead of the Titans. No, it was the second them. game back. Uh, was it the second game back? Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, I think they're going to be okay. Ajay is looking all right. Alshon Jeffries back. So um, coming into next week, they're going to play Minnesota, who's been struggling. Um, so I like them to beat Minnesota, um, and I like them to continue success with, with those big names coming back on offense. Yeah. And I mean, uh, with this matchup against the Vikings, this, this, this before the season started, looked like a very highly touted matchup, obviously with Philadelphia being 500 to start out four weeks in, and then Minnesota going through the tie two losses, um, and then getting pretty much, pretty much demolished by the Rams, even though the the score the indication of the score didn't really say that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rams mopped them. Yep. But I mean, I got Minnesota coming to Philly and upsetting them. Oh, okay. There we go. We got some disparity. I got, I got Philly. I mean, I just like their, um, they got good losses. If that makes any sense, Philadelphia, like they, like I know that that's there's a, no such thing as a I good know, loss. I know, I know, but they're coming off like Titans, you know, I think they're hot. That's not necessarily a good loss, but <laughs> I mean, Titans are hot right now, and then the other one was Fitzmagic. So it's yeah. like that that they ran into a um, a hot team at that time. Yeah. Um, so I think I think they're going to get the win against uh, the Vikings and continue to push their way up the power rankings. Hey, I got I got to make up some ground. I'm a game behind there you in in the rankings. So um, number seven, this is a new team. Um, this this is new this week. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, three and one. They've looked real good coming off the win against the Steelers. I really just like the I just like the balance of their team. All of a sudden, they they turned it. Now I'm seeing them in the light, not not the same names as like a, a Rams or a Vikings as far as like the big names, but as far as their play style goes, they brought in four new receivers. Yeah. Um, they've got a good set of running backs. Flacco's still there. They still got Suggs and Weddle, um, you know, on the defense. And they're using Lamar Jackson in like select packages and it, it's actually working. He's got a, He's got such a great situation. I'm, I'm happy for Lamar Jackson that he got drafted there because... He gets to play at NFL speed without having any of the pressure. No, no pressure pre- at all. No, win or lose, there's no pressure on him. It's all on Flacco. So um, that's that's good for his like development mentality. Yeah, developing and and then he actually gets to get used to the speed of the game by being on the field ten, and seeing 10 it. 12 yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so kudos to the Ravens on how they're handling their their quarterback situation. Um, but they travel to Cleveland and now. Don't get me started. I, I got to roll. I'm rolling with I'm rolling with Cleveland. Fuck Cleveland. I'm, I'm ready for Cle- I'm ready no. for Baker to get no. his first win as no. a starter, and uh, I'm looking for them to turn not turn around but keep, keep going. I think they're they're right there. They're they're ready to win some games. No, I'm never picking Cleveland to win a game ever again. I got the one it. time I pick them in two years. Well, that was, they hey. shit the bed against the Raiders, who are zero and three. That's what, oh, now you know how I feel about the Vikings. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, but the, hey, the Vikings aren't in your top ten anymore. No, they're not. Thank God. Shout out to the Vikings. Two weeks now out of my top ten. <laughs> just stay out. They should only have one win, honestly. I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling with Baltimore to get this victory over All Cleveland. Right. That's a good pick. This one this one was one of the last ones I picked. Uh, 
well, pick here, the winner because I really wanted to pick the Browns. I think Baltimore is a better football team, right, this second. But Cleveland could be on an upswing. I, no, no. Hey, no. Baker, They're, I'm ready. I, I, Cleveland, I'm ready Baker's energy. I'm ready. Cleveland Browns and upswing don't belong in the same sentence. Well, they've had one hell of a backswing. So <laughs> when, whenever it comes back around, it's going to be litty, all right? They had, they had canisters of beer lined in the street. I mean – it's they're ready to pop off. So, um, but moving on up, number six, um, uh, new this week, but but an old name is the Green Bay Packers at old two, reliable two one and one. Um, I think the Green Bay Packers really got screwed over with that. Clay. We haven't talked about it all, but the, the Clay Matthews stuff is really frustrating. Yeah, it's nothing that like I want to get into, but uh, like really deep. But it's it's annoying. I well, mean, it sucks. And I, I, it. it it flat out cost them a win. They took a tie. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, Green Bay is up here at number six because I've kind of view them as like a three and one type of team. Yeah. Aside, to, to go to the Clay Matthews thing for a second, mm-hmm. aside, obviously taking away the win is monumental and it really screws Green Bay over. But I think I think the bigger picture with the whole Clay Matthews and the, and the whole roughing the passer issue is – Nobody knows what the hell the rule is. No, that's why you just got to keep playing, and it just sucks. I mean, they got screwed over twice. Be- uh, that one was really, really bad. I've seen, um, I've seen offensive or defensive linemen get to the quarterback, sack them, wrap them up, but not throw them the, to the ground and yeah. get called. So the, it's like the nobody- rules gotten the rules gotten fuzzy. I think they originally didn't want you to drive the quarterback to the ground with your body weight, not land on top of him. But sometimes you know that's I mean? unavoidable. That's what I mean. That's why. That's what I'm saying. The, I think that when they originally wrote this rule. Um, they wrote it in like they didn't want them defensive linemen picking quarterbacks up or driving them to the ground and landing on them. You right. know what I mean? And that like what happened to Rodgers. Yeah. They what they've gotten confused is landing on them. They're, the momentum's different. The force is different. Exactly. It's not. You can see it. You can see it. You can see when someone is forcibly driving someone. The quarter. Into the, the quarterback did not. Okay, here's a good sign: is when the quarterback gets up and doesn't look for a flag, and there's a flag. That's weird. You know what I mean? The or like the quarterback goes, is confused like, why there's a flag. That's what I mean. Like he got sacked. He's like he. When Clay Matthews sacked Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins was not looking for a roughing no the passer. No way. He was like, no "That's way. a straight up hit." So. um I got Green Bay at number six. Uh, I like them traveling to Detroit this week. To, yeah, it's a to, divisional matchup. Yep. Uh, um, Chicago's sitting out this week, so I like them to kind of you know move towards Chicago. Yeah, make right up some ground a little and, bit and win this division, um, like I thought that they could. Yeah, I got I got Green Bay winning that game too. Um, and then uh, to move into the top five, uh, I got I got my my old boys, the New England Patriots, back in it. Thursday night game. They went from out of the top ten to number five, just over a win over the Dolphins. <laughs> um, but that's because that's you know that's the Dolphins how, aren't a real weren't a real three and O team though. That's how I uh, that's that's how I view the Patriots. Um, they're second in the AFC East. They're playing uh, the Colts on Thursday night football, which you know, if if time tells us anything, is going to be a spectacular matchup. These are the two best a- teams in the AFC the last twenty five years. Um, maybe arguably the Steelers in there too. But this is a uh, uh, I like the this is going to be a better game than people think. But I still like the Patriots to win it. Yeah, and I mean they got Josh Gordon. He played in his first game with them. He looked pretty good, decent. Not mm-hmm. not anything special, yeah. but also I don't think they're really expanding the playbook for him. I think they're mainly just trying to get him looks down the field, and Tom's just going to try and chuck it to him. Yep. Uh, they get Edelman back this week. 
Edelman, uh, Josh Gordon's got another week. So they all of a sudden uh, uh, bolstered their their weapons. Yeah, and on the outside. Yeah, and when you have running backs like James White and Sonny Michelle getting fantasy owners the equivalent to like 15, 20 points apiece. Yeah, they they that, lost they lost two valuable running backs to IR. They still have their two guys, and when they lost those running backs, now they're gaining it in wide receivers and. God only can hope that this opens up Gronk some more. Gronk is just being completely blanketed by two players every single play. He's, he's the killing only, you in fantasy, he, huh? Well, not even in fantasy. I mean, I'm a huge Gronk fan. I, I like the Patriots, so it's just like watching them play football. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got someone on the line of scrimmage shading his outside, and he's got a safety over the top shading his inside. He has nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what you're seeing in the stats there. So New England, it's the Thursday night game at home against the Colts. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about what happened in the Colts game at the end of the game uh, with their head coach, Frank Reich, uh, basically not playing for the tie and going for the win. Mm-hmm. And he, he was criticized a lot for the indecision and what happened at the end of the game and all of that chaos that ensued with him trying to decide to either go for it or go yeah. for the field goal, all yeah. of that. Yeah, I got to say, I respect the hell out of him for yeah, going for the win. He's super unlucky that he was the first coach put in that scenario. Because right. like with the new overtime, you know, it's a shorter overtime. That's why I think that's why we're going to start seeing ties being more, you know, frequent. frequent yeah. Um, and it's just like he was the first first quarter, first uh, first coach to be put in the situation of like, do I go for a win or a tie or a lot? You know, yeah. And I think or, or do, do I take the tie or do I gamble the gamble the, the loss and for the win? Right. And, I mean, Andrew Luck. You have to play to win. Yeah, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck said it in his uh, post game press conference that him and everybody in the locker room is probably on the same page as Frank Wright. Everybody wants to win. Anyone that's ever played competitive sports, I think, is uh, is like that's weird. That's a you just can't think like that in professional sports because your confidence has so much to do with your ability to play. Right. Um, If you got this kind of confidence, it's like ah. We should just take the tie. There's some situations out there where you should take the tie. You know what I mean? Like if it's right. if it's fourth and fifteen and you're on the, and you're on the thirty, you know, and there's like nine seconds left or so, say whatever. Yeah, you're kind of shit ta- out of luck. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I there are scenarios. That's why I think he's just unlucky that he was the first coach that was put and in this it, decision. And the worst part is, is he's a first year head coach, so there's also going to be a lot of questions, a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, gonna, the team isn't performing as well as they thought they were going to with Andrew Luck back. He's he's doing a good job there though I think um, yeah I, I think I think that that the move of him going for the win is the right culture shift exactly it's a mindset it's a confidence thing. yeah he, it, and that, just, that's what Andrew Luck alluded to yeah. in his post game press conference yeah no it's it's but absolutely you're it, right it also goes back to to what I said week one when Pittsburgh and Cleveland tied is there should not be a, a tie in professional sports that should not be a thing. Yeah, it's tough though in football because it's so physical, and you know, five minutes, ten minutes. 15, yeah, it just that adds so much more, you know. Yeah. To the game. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing in football, but I you know they they do it in soccer. It, it's not it's not. But soccer is a little different because they they base their standings off of points and not their record. Yeah, but it's just like if football originally like went instead of t- like like if touchdowns were like one point, you know. Yeah. Like it would be different, yeah. You know, I think it's just the, and football is a re, you know, younger sport than soccer as far as like the, uh, the uh, massive like professional leagues. You know what yeah. I mean? Those professional like football has been around a long time, but the professional leagues haven't been monstrous like soccer has forever. Yeah. 
All right, I got the Patriots winning that game. I'm assuming you do as well. Yep. All right. Um, and then number four, uh, up one from last week, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars with three Saxonville, and one. Saxonville, Saxonville, Saxonville. Coming off a win against the Jets, uh, that's a win they should get. They're first place in the AFC South, which is where they should be. Um, but this week they're playing in the game of the week. They're they're yeah, it's uh, a big They're matchup. traveling to Arrowhead, right? Unfriendly confines of it, Arrowhead Stadium. It's in Arrowhead. Though, yes, right? it is. Yeah, so they're traveling to Arrowhead. If this was in Jacksonville, I'd probably take Jacksonville because Kansas City has the home court advantage. I'm you got to go, stick with them. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kansas City. As gotta, am I. I got to roll with Mahomes. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville um, got Fournette back. Bortles is playing great. The defense is the defense. You know, not a lot, not a lot new there. They they beat the Jets. They yeah. beat the Jets. No, they've they've been consistent with how how they've played. And uh, number three, moving up one as well, is the New Orleans Saints. Um, three and the one. Big easy. The Monday night game. Again, this is the team that I picked to win the NFC. Uh, again, the Rams are probably gonna you know ruin those plans, but they're only one game behind the Rams right now. Uh, coming off a win against the Giants, which is like. Coming off win against the Jets, they should <laughs> beat the Giants. Yeah, um, they're first in the NFC South, which to me is the most competitive. You uh, picked them to win the division. Yep, and th- I think that's the most competitive division in the NFL. Um, and their only loss is to Fitzmagic, which so, was a fluke, so, obviously. Well, uh, yeah, they ran well, into not a hot a fluke, they, but, but again, with the good, you know, there is no such thing as a good loss. But they ran into a hot team for right. the moment, it was and not, it was Week One. It's not a Buccaneers team that's like dominating everybody. They didn't lose to the Rams. They lost to the Bucks while they had. Me- it's magic. Right. So for those three games, that it's kind of an anomaly. Right. Um, and then this week they get Mark Ingram back. So yeah, that's huge for them. You know, um, Kamara is going to be a little more fresh. I still think he's going to get a monster load of t- touches. Uh, Mark yeah. Ingram is probably going to come back slower in just the goal line red zone scenarios. But yep. uh, Mark Ingram's back, and they're three and one. Um, yeah, I got them beating the I, I got them beating the Redskins on Monday night. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so their game this week is on Monday night, um, playing the Redskins. I yeah, just Redskins coming off a bye. I just, I just don't think the Redskins have enough offense to Adrian, hang. Like, I, I, it's not necessarily that the Saints are going to like shut out the Redskins. I just don't think that the Saints or that the Redskins got enough offense. Adrian Peterson returned to New Orleans. You think he's got a big game in him? Yep, for sure. Dope. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. I'm, def- star- I'm starting him in fantasy this de- week. Then. Definitely think Adrian Peterson's going to have the better game of the the Redskins offensive players. And then the uh, the top two is the same as last week. Uh, at, coming in at number two, Kansas City. Um, we went over there. They're playing Jacksonville this week at home, which is came off I, a huge comeback victory on Monday night last huge night. Huge comeback victory, down two scores in the fourth quarter. Mahomes, Mahomes. showed a lot of poise uh, down the stretch. Mahomes, here we go. This is a good one. Uh, Mahomes has more completions with his left hand than he <laughs> does interceptions with his right hand. Th- those are facts. That's facts, people. And you know, uh, people don't. Don't come at me with this Mahomes shit, like acting all surprised. If you listen to the TSK show all off, he's been on this all off season. You, you, you shouldn't be surprised. You knew this was we we knew this was going to happen. This is who he is. He's the new Donovan McNabb. He's a stud. He's a stud. Big big win. Um, that showed a, a lot of poise. And then uh, to right. round it out, we have the the rival game. What the people want. What the people want. Number one Rams. Whoop, whoop. Same position. Four and zero. Same position um, as last week. Four and zero. Coming off a win against a good Minnesota team on a short week. Yep. Um, Dealing. Uh, Marcus Peters ended up playing, which was great. First place in the division, which one you do? Uh, yep. Be, so, uh, and and 
although they've they've like you know the Raiders and the Cardinals they've had pretty good wins. I mean the Vikings and Chargers are both pretty good teams, and I actually like the Raiders before the season started. Now they yeah. it doesn't look to be as good of a win as it as it did preseason, but still I mean pretty quality wins all around for the Rams. They're not just blowing out um, you know yeah these, these bottom feeders. But they're putting up a lot of points. Uh, yeah, put up the most points right, in the league. Right now, they're right now they have more points av- on average uh, than the greatest show on turf. Yep. Remember, la- remember last year um, at that point, I had them. They were completely like neck and neck. Yeah. Um, and then, so of course, we all know uh, it's rivalry week, so they're traveling up to Seattle. Yep. Got to go um, take on the twelve man. That's. Uh, I hope that the the fans can step up uh, in. You know, uh, in replace of Earl Thomas, I guess that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Jared, Jared Goff is going to have a field day I, with that. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Seattle just because you have to. I have to. Uh, well, I don't have to, but yeah, you should. They're, they're coming off two wins. They're playing. The defense is playing good football. I think the running game and people need to get off their linemen too. I don't think it's the linemen. Russ, Russell does not like drop back and get rid of it quickly. Yeah, I mean, sacks are gonna that his pre- pressure is gonna happen more when your guys have five ten like sprinter. Yeah, and it, you know he's not he's not dropping back three and steps and throwing it on target. He's he's holding the ball. Um, so I think I think Russell Wilson needs to play better. And if he does, this football team is still good. Uh, we've had we've had really good play from McDougal. Uh, Michael Kendrick played man, like a man possessed, suspended but now, indefinitely. But now, but now he's gone. Um, so we've gotten good play. If Seattle can win this game, um, it's not going to happen. That'll be big time. I mean, they'll be. Oh, it'd be the, huge to be three and two. Um, the the bigger part of that three and two is if they beat the Rams, they'll be two and zero the division and two and zero at home. Yeah. So no, that the, that's the, always good. That's you know the the other stuff is um, you know it's a loss, but. I, I definitely, when it comes to the Seahawks, I focus on how they play in the division, how they play at home. Yeah, I mean, here's, here's my thing with the Rams. is Like you said, uh, Michael Kendricks, he's suspended indefinitely, so that's a, another loss to the defense. Mm-hmm. Earl Thomas broke his leg. We talked about it at the top. Yep. You, let, you let all your feelings out. Yep. We know. Yep. Um, this is an opportunity for Jared Goff and the Rams offense to come out early to get a lead, step on the Seahawks' throat, and then step on it some more and put put the game away early. Yeah, yeah, no, they they're uh, I think they still got a younger brother mentality against the Seahawks. Like, you know, this is they, the the Seahawks were considered the most popular team in the league for four years. Right, but here's the thing: with, and now it's changed. You know, and I, I think that they're trying to separate themselves. Like, listen, this Seahawks shit is done. Yeah, no, th- no, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is w- if the Rams go up to Seattle and win this game, it's the Rams' division now. And, and and it's um, you know these games are again uh, divisional games are always good no matter what the the, the spread is. Um, but I can remember the the Seahawks being when when the Seahawks were in their heyday the the year they only lost two games one of them was the Rams. Yeah, I mean I, for I, the I remember l- I remember when we had one of our players tweet out two and zero. Uh, we played the Rams the second game of the year and we lost to them. Yeah, no, I mean for the past couple for like the past like two or three maybe four years the Rams and Seahawks. They've both won each, uh, a game at home, or yeah, they've stole one on the, the road. Team is. They they play up to the up to par against each For other. For sure. And last year they they uh, both both visiting teams won. Yeah. No. That no. That that's what I'm alluding you, to. You is like I mean? so so this game. You know, whether it, it is a it is a spread, but be, the just the dynamic of the game, um, I think is it's going to be closer than the, than people think. Now the, the rivalry might not be as strong, but this game reminds me of like a Pittsburgh Baltimore or like a. Uh, that's what it should have been. I right. mean, the Seattle Seahawks completely fucked that up. Like <laughs> it's, it's just like, we were on the verge of a dynasty and, um, 
uh, one play on the goal line changed our entire uh, the entire there's des- going to be a, destiny there- of our team. The Rams and the Seahawks should be the elite matchup in the NFL right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. But it's on the Seahawks, not the Rams. Yeah. All right, let's quickly go through the remaining games. Yep. Uh, all right, I got uh, a team we, I just mentioned. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons at 1-3 and three, traveling to Pittsburgh, the team I just mentioned earlier, uh, to take two, on the Steelers. Two at, of the biggest disappointments this year. Two of year. the biggest disappointments this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to rock with the home team. I got the Steelers winning. I'm rocking with the home team as well, purely because they're the home team. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger is a guy that I just think, even when things are struggling, he can win you games. And, and, and he's due for a big game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, leads the league in pa- passing yards. Yeah, Atlanta was my pick to win the NFC South. It's not looking good for me right now. No, but Atlanta is so so talented. Julio they, Jones they, is allergic to touchdowns. I've, no, that, I've no, come to no, that no, no, point. No, no. All right, next game we got Denver traveling to New York to take on the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver coming off the loss on Monday Night Football. The the Broncos Jets. can play. They're better. They're better than people think. Yes. I but li- I like the I like the Broncos a lot more than I did at the beginning of the season. I'm taking Sam Darnold at home to upset get the Denver Broncos. Win? Yeah, to get his first win at home. That's a good one. I got the Broncos. Well, the Broncos going in there and getting the win. Yeah, we'll see. I got to make up some ground somehow. Yep. All right. Next game we got New yep. York going uh, the Giants. Yep. At one and three, going to Carolina, coming off the bye at two yep. and one. Yep. Yep. Carolina's just the better football team. Carolina's a better football team, and they're coming off the bye. They had two weeks to prepare for the Giants. Um, and the Giants' offense is probably the most predictable offense in football. Yep. I like a big win by the Panthers. Yep. Next game we got is the Miami Dolphins at 3-1, and one, going to Cincinnati uh, to take on the Bengals, who are also at 3-1. and one. Probably the two biggest surprises at 3-1 and one, uh, Bengals this early were, in the Bengals season. were flirting with the top ten. Well, I'm, um, yeah, uh, no, for I mean, me this week, I like the way the Bengals have played this this year. I um, have the Bengals winning this game. This looks like the Bengals from two years ago. It looks like the Bengals the first four years of Dalton and AJ Green. I for getting hurt though really hurts. Yeah, well, but but I know he's I just, like that. He's that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. He can't he can't stay healthy. Yeah, it sucks. He's like a Sean Lee. If he know? if he was healthy, he'd be in the in the same conversation as Gronk and Kelsey and, Zach and Jimmy Graham. I think I think him and Zach Ertz. I think they came out the same year. They're they're both very very talented. Yeah, um, but Ifrit can't stay on the field. Yeah, so we we both uh, got Cincinnati winning that game. I got I got Cincinnati win that game. I think the Dolphins are are uh, that's a that's a false three and one. They're oh not, yeah, that's no not real three. And they're one. they're frauds. Hey, but shout out to all the Dolphins fans out there that are listening that stick with their team, man. Yeah, I I, I respect you. That's 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 tough. <laughs> I don't I don't happen to know any Dolphins fans. Either. I don't know any Dolphins fans. Oh, actually, no. I went to high school with a Dolphins fan. No, I'm just lying. I do. That's why I said that. All right, next game we got. Oh God. So I was at I was at the the Chargers oh, the, 49ers yeah. game this past Sunday cuz I had to work the pregame show. Uh-huh. The entire stadium was 49er red. And now Oakland is coming down to LA to yeah. take on the Chargers. No, I feel bad for the Chargers, man. It sucks. They're in such a shitty position. <laughs> That's another thing. It's just like fucking ownership. You know what I mean? These oh, dumbasses. Yeah. It's like they're just making so much money. It doesn't matter. You know? Yeah, they don't care. It's it's big bank takes little bank. And the shout li- out YG. And little ba- and little bank is NFL players, which is fucking crazy. Well, to me. I mean, this and, is and it's just like, dude, the Chargers have no hope. They're they're playing in a city that has a is made of transplants. No one, I mean, 
Shout you're here. You're from you're from here. Born, born and raised, raised, baby. It's rare. Okay, people. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you it's rare. I don't it's like You don't I, know a lot of people that are from LA. I don't. I don't. People don't people that are from LA normally move out and people that aren't from like people move here. And, and like you. All all these like me and all these all these franchise there hasn't been a football franchise here. So wherever you came from, you stayed with your team when you yeah. got here because there was no team here. Right. And so all these teams, and especially the Niners and the Raiders, I mean, because they're in California already. Yeah. It's just like, dude, they never get a home game. They're playing in some shitty soccer field. It's just like, it's, bad. it's not, it's bad. I'm, I'm not even calling it a stadium anymore. It's a soccer you field. You know what's crazy is it's on the same, like, it's literally on the campus of Cal State Dominguez Hills. <laughs> yeah. Can, we all know how prestigious Cal State <laughs> Dominguez Hills is. Okay. It's like, I just feel bad for the Chargers, but I got them winning this game. So do I. I, this, I got them winning. We all, talk all this shit about them. We I both got have the them winning the game. Because Phillip Rivers is the man. I got I got the I got Chargers traveling to Carson and getting the win against Oakland. <laughs> I have the Chargers winning as well. Uh it's not looking good for John Gruden and the Raiders, even though they got their first victory of the year this past weekend against the Browns. No, I don't overtime. I don't I don't agree. I don't think it's that bad. It, they're yeah, one and three is not where you want to be, but I think they're gone next year. Um, Gruden's going to be there next year. Uh, yeah. I think they got some stuff to build off of. I don't think it's all lost. They're trying to recover from Cleo Mack. Oh, well, their entire defense was revolved around one player and he's not there. Talk, talking about, uh, stuff to build off of Amari Cooper finally made his presence known to the world. Uh, I picked up Mike Williams off the waiver wire, uh, on the chargers last week and I decided to sit Amari Cooper. Uh, in fantasy, Mike Williams, which, which I mean, I don't think you can beat yourself up for because no. Amari has been hasn't been productive, right? But when he ends up getting twenty two points on your bench, and Mike Williams only gets you two, and David Carr, uh, David Carr, Derek Carr, D- Derek Carr is nice. I like I like Derek Carr. Um, he's a good player. I think Gruden's going to develop him nicely. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got the Chargers winning. You got the Chargers winning. Yes, sir. A uh, couple more games to throw out at you. Uh, another divisional matchup: Arizona traveling up north to take on the Niners in San Francisco. Yep, this was this was a hard game for me to pick. I don't like either one of these teams. I don't like either one of these. They're teams both in either. a bad position quarterback wise. So I tried to look at their team outside of the quarterback, um, and I ultimately the Niners defense and their offensive. You know, I, I went with the Niners home well, team. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna hopefully make up some ground because I got Arizona getting their first victory of the year. Chosen, Come- chosen Rosen. Yeah, I got to go with the Bruin. Yeah, there you go. I mean, and they still got David Johnson and 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 Fit, so he's got something to work with. Yeah, exactly. All right, last game to talk about the Sunday night game. It's the Battle of Texas. Yep. The Dallas Cowboys going to Houston to take on the Texans. I got the Texans winning I got at the home. Texans winning this game. Yeah, it's the battle. It's the Battle of the Domes. I. Y- Fuck Dak Prescott. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with. I'm down with Deshaun. Um, I'm taking the Texans to get their season turned around, and yeah. I'm taking the Cowboys to tank their season. I'm ready for them to fall off. Yeah. No, I'm not a big fan of America. I'm down team. with Zeke. I'm down with their linemen, and after that, That's no about handouts. Him. Yep. So I got. Get, I get got, a new coach, man. I'm sick of watching Jason Garrett, dude. I, him and Marvin Lewis. I don't know how they're still coaches in the NFL. Marvin Lewis is a tough one. He's been there so long now without a playoff win. It's crazy. Hey, I said it last week. He should have been gone two years before Ocho Cinco was gone. Yeah. He, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say about him, honestly. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't understand how he's done it, but he did it. All right. That uh, wraps up the picks of the week and the power rankings. Yeah. You want to do a quick two-minute drill? Yeah. Or? 
Let's do it. Let's let's get a quick two minute drill you in. You want to just do two each or what? Yeah, we can do two questions each. All right, cool. I got I got a couple I got a couple good ones. All right, um, but I'm gonna. Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna get out the timer. All right, so I got the first question. It's another one of those crazy lineup mix and match. Perfect. Type I got of, one of those too, so we'll do those to start. Cool. All right, so my first starting five: Joel Embiid, okay, Anthony Davis, all right, Brandon Ingram, okay, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard. Joel and B.I., Devin Booker, Dame Lillard versus Kristaps Porzingis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan, Chris Paul. This team. The second team? Yeah, the second team. Although, I mean, Joel Embiid and Ant Davis is pretty tough. And, yeah. And Book, Book can get buckets, but I, I like the – I like the versatility of the other the other team. Joel Embiid's going to be an issue for Porzingis, but Porzingis will stretch his ass out to the three. Yeah, no, I mean Porzingis can hit a three for sure. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like CP3 and DeRozan over Lillard and Booker, although that's very competitive. Um, yeah, you got I got I got Tatum over Bi every day of the week for now. Um, and for Gian- now. Giannis and Ann are, are a wash. Yeah. All right. I just no, that's a good one. I like that one. That 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 one had bigger names uh, than, yeah. than normal. Yeah. No, right. I was trying to think of some big names yeah, to put that, in there. Yeah, that one's more of like an all-star lineup. Um, all right, this one, I'm going to switch it up on you. Uh, instead of a five-on-five five scenario, um, I'm going to give you a backyard football scenario. You're playing in the back. Ooh, seven-on-seven? Seven? Nope, six-on-six. Six. You're playing backyard football, tackle football. Um, there's no line of scrimmage rules, so it's like – You five. talking about like the old computer game? No, no, no. I'm talking like – I, you oh, know, I, 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 I know what you're talking about. I didn't play it, but oh, I know I what did. you're talking about. Those games were the I'm shit. Pablo if, Sanchez? I'm Come ta- on now. I'm talking about if you go in the back and there's a smaller field. Right. Obviously, you can't play it on a wide field because it's six on six. But right. you got five eligible receivers and a quarterback. And Let's then do it. And it's, and, it's, and it's like run, pass, whatever the fuck you want to do. This is backyard football. All right. All right. Team one. Um, I'll start with the big guys. All right. So team one, J.J. Watt, J.R. Sweezy. Um, J.R. Sweezy, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's an offensive lineman that uh, plays for the Hawks. Yeah, played defensive line in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he 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 can play. He can play both sides of the ball. Because yeah, six on six, you got to play offense and you got to play defense. J.J. Watt, we've obviously seen him line up at tight end. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then the the uh, the other athletes we got in there, um, I got Julian Edelman and Lamar Jackson. Um, Ooh. Both can play quarterback. Both can play yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, Julian Edelman was a quarterback uh, in college. Yep. Julian Edelman was a quarterback in college. And then they ran, and their team rounds out with the uh, the two-way players, Patrick Peterson and Miles Jack. Ooh. Okay. I love me some Miles Jack. Yeah. So we got Julian Edelman, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Peterson, Miles Jack, Jared Sweezy, and J.J. Watt, backyard football against um now the two guys that would be their quarterbacks would be i got terrell Pryor and randall cobb um, Ter- uh, i don't really like that terrell Pryor played quarterback at ohio state versatile athlete six six can play wide receiver he's um, a much better quarterback than a receiver that's for sure randall cobb played quarterback in college he's a pro wide receiver also a really shifty um very nice DB. pro wide receiver okay and then uh then there are, there are other athletes richard sherman who played uh wide, wide receiver, receiver in college Stanford. Yep. um and then Jabril Preppers, who played both ways at Michigan and returned. Yep. Um, so your speed guys, you got Terrell, Randall Cobb, Jabril Preppers, and Sherman. And the big guys, I got uh, Travis Kelsey, who's Ooh, just a, you a, know, monster. a a football player. He can do do a lot of different things. And then Dontre Poe, who's been seen. Oh. You know, we've seen Dontre Poe play in the backfield. Yeah. Um, so uh, just to give you that rewind, so we got Dontre Poe, Kelsey, Sherman, Peppers, Cobb, and Terrell Pryor. I'm going to go with the team with Sherman on it. 
the second team? Yeah. The one I just named? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, all right. I feel like they got more versatile players. Yep. So, But it's you got Randall Cobb and Terrell Pryor throwing the ball. Yeah. The other team's got Julian Edelman and Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, the uh, the team you picked to win, they got Poe and Kelsey are, like, their big guys. And then the other team had J.R. Sweezy and J.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, pretty, But I, I, I like that match. I tried to think of all the two-way players. No, that's, players. A, that's a good matchup. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, so we're doing two questions or we two. Yep. Okay. All right. I, I had to make a decision on which one I wanted to go with. Oh, I know. All right. So the Lakers had their first preseason game on Sunday and they have their staple center debut for the preseason tonight. Uh, yep. Starts in a little bit, actually. Who has the most? I have four options. Okay. Who has the most pressure on them this year for the Lakers? Uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I'll give you the options. All right. Luke. Okay. The front office. Okay. LeBron. Okay. All of the young core. Well, in this scenario, all of the young core. Because all those other three are going to be there. They're going to be all right. You think so? Luke Walton's going to be there. You sure? For sure. He would have to not make the playoffs this year for him to get fired. And even then, I don't know if they would fire him right now. Okay. Um, Luke Walton's going to be all right. Polinka is going <laughs> to be. Polinka and Magic are, are fine. Are going to be all right. LeBron's here for four years. The The... The pressure is on Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Not as much pressure on Kuzma and Hart because of their draft positions. Yeah. Um, but but Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram got to play right now. Here's why I think Luke actually has the most pressure. Well, because, I mean, well, if they don't win, he's the easy scapegoat. Right. Okay, so he's not the, Braun. Right. He's the scapegoat first. Yep. Also, Magic and Palinka didn't hire Luke. Yeah, I yeah, and I get that, but I think with the way they want to play positionless basketball, no, I think Magic and Luke are on the same page. I com- I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. I'm just saying that's a lot. That's that's an argument that people make is that yeah, yeah, he's not yeah, Magic yeah, and Rob's yeah, guy. Yeah. But what I think more importantly is if let's say the Lakers don't come out of the gate hot to start, and I mean Luke, Luke's probably going to get all the blame. Yeah. Or let's say they start out the season pretty good. But then, like, let's say somewhere in, like, February, March, they go on a seven, eight, nine-game losing streak. Yeah, hopefully not he, that much, but they're going to have some lows. Right, exactly. So I think, I think Luke is going to be the ultimate scapegoat for any sort of problem that goes wrong with these Lakers. True. He is. Because, like I said, they're not going to blame I think wrong. I think the young core actually has the least amount of pressure because of LeBron – because LeBron takes all that pressure away from them. My thing with Lonzo and Bi though is like they could be traded. They're valuable for sure. So for sure they like, could. Dude, you got to be part of the. You get, we're building around Bron now. I think yeah. LeBron and Luke. So yeah. All right. Good. My second question is a Laker question. Perfect. I've been sitting on this one for a while. Me and Corey had a good conversation about this. Shout out this. Corey. Um, this was just something that I wanted to pick your brain out. Here, I'm going to give you a scenario in a in a game. What what do the Lakers do here? This is where this is my this is my this is like a coaching question. This is a coaching question, and this is my I think the 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 one little like uh, weak spot here. Um, Javale McGee picks up his second foul early in the game, like first four minutes of the game. Okay. Who comes off the bench? Who comes off the bench? Who comes off the bench? And now now uh, who? Now, well, now, it depends on who started the game. Huh? Who were the, who was who was the starting well, five okay, on the floor? Okay, so so assume, so assuming it's so assuming it's a point guard, Rondo or Ball, KCP, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, Javale. I think that's so. Our then it's Kuz. Lineup. It'd be Kuz. So um, 
So, but okay. So before you answer that, what I wanted to say is I'm going to shout out some 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 names in the Western Conference really quick. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Boogie, Marcus, I know Saul, the names. Pau Gasol, Rudy Gobert, Joseph Nurkic, Nikola Jokic, DeAndre Jordan, Clint Capella, Stephen Adams, DeAndre Ayton, et cetera. These are these are all seven footers in the West. Yeah. Um. So when Javale McGee comes out of the game, we ne- we are going to have to, so with with knowing that you're still going Kuz coming off the bench. Yeah. And then Kuz guards those names. You can't. I don't see, know. My issue with this is because you can't put. I think these guys. It's too early. The to, names it's like, too early in the game to put Braun on those guys because of fouls. I think these guys can draw you fouls because and like like I said, the you'll get you'll get the advantage back on offense because you'll be able to stretch the court. Right. But on defense, specifically defense. Who's guarding the five? No, and I then, mean then it's like is Zubac the is Zubac coming into the game early? Zubac, no. So I watched the entire first preseason game, and I took a lot away from it. And I mean, one of my biggest things is on defense. We we are going to see a lot of problems because we're playing Michael Beasley at the five. Zubac, my, yeah, we have Beasley, Kuzma, LeBron. Right. These are names that are playing the five, right? Now, and my, it's like my backup th- centers aren't the same. Like, no. you know, people don't have backup seven footers. The names I listed, these are guys that are going to be in the beginning of the game. That's why right. the question was specifically in the beginning of the game. Right. Like, we're going to be fine outside of the course of the game. But the beginning of the halves, it's it's tight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think that with that whole concept of who's going to play center, is it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be a lot of next man up type of mentality. And, I mean, like we, like we talked about when we talked about Lakers media day is – Kuz is looking at film at the five. He's doing. He's getting reps at the five. Um, obviously, Michael Beasley not ideal to be playing at the five. And my biggest issue with uh, Zubat or Zubak is he doesn't play fast enough for how the NBA is and how the Lakers want to play. Yeah, especially that, with starters. Yeah, that was what I. That was one of the biggest takeaways I had from him from him specifically in the preseason game because he's been with the Lakers for this entire run and he was supposed to be like this project big who yeah. who could be something. Yeah, yeah he, just, he just didn't develop. Yeah, and it, it, it just it hasn't happened. Yeah. So, right. yeah, Lakers are – We did it. We're ready, to, we're ready to analyze the Lakers at any point in time. Oh. We just need some more material. I'm so excited for yeah. basketball season. All right, you got a shout-out before we get out of here? Yeah, big-time shout-out today. Um, uh Y'all know the 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 power rankings are brought to you by the Cut Barbershop. Um, the man behind the the man behind the magic at the Cut Barbershop is the one and only Casey McGee. Um, he turns 45 today. <laughs> Shout out my big homie Casey McGee. Uh, quick story. I'll, I'll put you in the moment. It's 2003. Um, it's a fall uh, in, in Western Washington. Um, I'm a young freshman in high school wearing baggy clothes to school every day. Love it. Um, seniors give seniors are giving me a hard time. I'm kind of like the freshman on campus. It's kind of like you know, I might be a little arrogant uh, playing all the sports. They don't a like bit. me. Freshman, the the seniors give me a hard time, and I'm friends with Casey McGee's younger sister. She's my age. We're we're good friends. Um, you know, we talk on the phone and shit. Um, so he knows who I am. Uh, one one, and in the fall, he he walks up to me, and I'm a freshman. He's a junior. He's not one of those seniors. Um. And he comes up to me with another guy named Detut, and I'm just scared as shit because I think these two are coming yeah, about up to, to come fuck I, I, you up. I think they're about to come fuck with me, do something terrible. I think, fuck, what am I going to do? Both about to get the guys, biggest wedgie you know, of your life. Everybody knows these guys. Like, this is, and then, you know, he came up and basically told me, he's like, hey, shit's all good. Like, you know, you play, like, I know who you are. Like, you, you're friends with, you know, 
like you don't got to be scared of us we're not trying That's to cool. fuck with you and uh now you know he's like family so yeah uh, a lot it's come a long time since that fall and uh 2003 but shout out mcgee man yeah shout out casey happy birthday big guy all right my shout out is uh the los angeles dodgers six straight nl west division championships seen them all yeah you've been here for all of them seen them all uh they open up the uh, nl division series on thursday at home against the atlanta braves so good luck to the Dodgers in the postseason. My baseball karma is great. I was so right about the Mariners all these years about being uh, about sucking. And then, hey. so when I moved to LA, all the Dodgers do is win. And you told me when the Dodgers came out slow to start the season, I was like, should I start panicking? And you were like, nah, bro, they'll be fine. They got too much. They got too much talent. They're the deepest team. They're one of the deepest teams in sports. If it wasn't for um, the Warriors, uh, I think they'd be the deepest team in sports. Yeah, they, do, they they got a lot of guys that can play multiple positions and a lot of depth. But all right, with that, that wraps up this week's episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK Show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Go Pirates.